Welcome to Two Book Minimum, because life's too short to only read one book at a time. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Not long ago, I went into a bookstore, as I am wont to do, and when I asked for Kitchens of the Great Midwest by J. Ryan Straddle, the step looked at me as if I had grown a second head, or at the very least, a third ear. That book is so old, one woman exclaimed. I don't think you'll be finding that in stock in stores, but we can order it for you. Dear listeners, it is not old. It was published in 2015. And so yet again, I was reminded of my purpose with this podcast. So often our attention is grabbed by the newest and shiniest thing. But has there ever been a case of a not brand new book going viral on TikTok? Seriously, I'm asking. I don't have TikTok, so I have no idea. I wrestle with the fact that I will certainly die someday with a very long to-read list and a shelf of unread titles in my home. These books, while no longer new, are no less worthy of readers' attentions. In fact, maybe because they are from a time now gone by, they are actually more interesting. How have we changed? How have we remained the same? Today, I highlight two allegedly older books, though one has gotten a renewed lease on life because of its 10th anniversary edition. Later, I will share my thoughts on the J. Ryan Straddle novel that the store did have in stock, The Lager Queen of Minnesota, but first up is Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Life is hard, and confusing, and frustrating, and beautiful, and wonderful, and chaotic, and honestly, the fact that anyone gets through it is kind of incredible, though surely some of us are worse for wear than others. Despite the world population having now passed 8 billion, I'm convinced it is a universal truth that all of us feel alone. It's just a question of how long or how frequently the feeling lasts. In times like those, I recommend one potential antidote. The wise beyond her years words of Cheryl Strayed. Perhaps best known for her memoir Wild about her journey hiking the Pacific Coast Trail, Tiny Beautiful Things was first published in 2012 by Vintage and is a sampling of the advice columns Strayed has written for The Rumpus as Dear Sugar. She is the internet's big sister here, or maybe more like the aunt you wish you got to talk to more often. You know, the one that you only get to see on holidays, but you can tell there is plenty more from wherever that came from. People have written to her over the years, pouring their hearts out and bearing their souls. And while Strayed respects that, that in no way inclines her to sugarcoat her own thoughts or mince her words. She too stays respectful. She delivers her opinions like your favorite teacher did, kindly but firmly. She stands by her convictions but is also fully human and will admit when she's not speaking from the exact same experience or point of view. And I loved it. I loved that I took my time with this book. I loved that I bought my own personal copy so I can reread it for years to come armed with a pencil or highlighter to mark those passages that future me is going to need reminding of. I also loved that it came across my path in my mid-30s. It's a weird time of life for me right now, but these letters were like aloe on a sunburn. They didn't make it go away, but it soothed me nonetheless. I know this can be said about literally any place on the planet, but there is something just inherently unique about the Midwestern United States. Media about the people who live in the Midwest, though, tends to paint us as simple or small if we live outside the big and bustling city of Chicago. And in my many decades, that has not been my experience. 
Just because we have a reputation for being hardworking without the hustle culture that dominates New York City and Los Angeles doesn't mean we aren't dreaming and striving for more and better. It's just that our definitions of what that may look like is different. Such is true in The Lager Queen of Minnesota by J. Ryan Straddle, published in 2019 by Pamela Dorman Books. This novel finally captures all of those feelings of mine in the decades chronicling the story of Edith, Helen, and Diana. Edith is the older sister, always feeling like she had to be the practical and responsible one. The daughter who followed along with expectations, and while her life has been a challenging one, she never once asked, why me? Her little sister Helen, however, got to be the dreamer, the boundary pusher, the one who had an idea bigger than their small town and was willing to pull the strings necessary to make things happen, even at the expense of Edith. And generations later, there's Diana, Edith's only grandchild who, in the midst of the darkest times, finds a talent for something and a tenacity that could possibly only be matched by the great aunt she's never known. And in the middle of it all, there's beer. There's the evolution of beer culture over time, how things changed from the major brands that everyone's grandpa drank to flavor profiles and types of hops and Kolsch's versus stouts versus IPAs versus ales. I loved that each of these women are complex characters. I loved how there were points throughout the story where for each of them, I felt like saying, you go girl. And at other points I'd be shuddering, oh no girl. The shades of gray in their choices and approaches to life made me more than happy to take my time reading this book over the course of a week, and I'm eager to read more from this author in the future. And that's the story for now. I'm currently reading An Astronomer in Love by Antoine Lorraine, and until next time, happy reading. <laughs>